episode 150. Welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Hey everybody, I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, master storyteller, and international talent agent. Hey, uh, thanks for being here today to check out the show. I want to give you guys a heads up about our brand new Joka YouTube channel that now carries the Dharmic Evolution show in full-blown glorious video. You know, get over there, subscribe to our channel, and check out the episodes that are up there. I think we've got like five or six up there already, and uh, it's turning into a big hit. We're doing a full hour with wave files, great photos of the artists, uh, artist videos on there. So we're getting some amazing response. And don't forget, it's still carried on the iTunes and SoundCloud network for the podcast and on our Dharmic Evolution website. And we're in 67 countries and counting. Well, today we're in Riverside, California with a man who digs music like the Band of Gypsies, the Black Crows, and the Black Keys. Fiery guitar with soulful, hard-hitting vocals. It's the music of the Chase Walker Band. You better strap up your seatbelts and let's go for a ride. Are you a singer, songwriter, artist, or author? Are you in need of a platform for your career? Well, the James O'Connor Agency is in the business of helping you broadcast your global career. If you are needing to expand your presence in a big way, such as having your music and your voice heard around the world, well, look no further. We have the platforms here to help you catapult your career like no one else can. Your artistry can be featured around the world on the James O'Connor Agency YouTube channel. Here at the James O'Connor Agency, we can expand your global career by being a featured guest on Dharmic Evolution for singer-songwriters and everyone in the entertainment industry. Or the James O'Connor Show, designed for authors, speakers, and thought leaders. Both shows are international radio, TV shows, and podcasts. Go to the JamesO'ConnorAgency.com and find out what we can do for your global career right now. Chase Walker, welcome to Dharmic Evolution, my friend. So, uh, yeah, we got it going on here, man. Yeah, man. It's I'm good. glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's good to see you again. So, um, you know, give us a laydown of, uh, since we last talked, what's happening with you and the band? You guys have been on the road, I understand. Uh, can you give us a, the scoop on what's happening with you these days? Yeah, so we've been on a, about a month or so long run for this tour. Um, we started out in, uh, in Austin. Then we played up in Lubbock and Midland, and then we went up through Colorado, uh, Wyoming, Montana, Oregon, Washington, and now we're down in California right now. So we're wow. a few miles behind us. Since yeah, you're summer. making the rounds, huh? Yeah, yeah what, definitely. What's been the highlight for you, um, you know, playing these shows as far as the people, the participation coming to see the shows, what stands out in your mind is, you know, what's really making you have a good time with this? Um, you know, just like, when we go to states that, that people are very enthusiastic about it, it, it's, it's always a good feeling, but I'd say more so it's that, you know, this band that I got going, has got a sound that's, that's really kicking, man. And, um, I'm really excited about what our next album's going to sound like because I'm going to be recording with this band, hopefully. Right. What's the lineup as far as, is it three-piece or is it, you know, four-piece? What do you got going on now? So what I'm touring with right now is a four-piece band. Um, two of the guys are from Nashville. The drummer's from St. Louis. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's just right now we're, uh, we used to, our music, was heavily blues and rock influence, and that was kind of like it. it was like we were very blues rock, right? Um, and so with this new group, it's, it's a lot more influences from jazz and R and B and funk and that sort of thing. Um, because well, we have an extra player, but as well, uh, the players that we do have have all different types of music that they like to listen to. You know. Right, right. So you so you got a kind of an eclectic uh, mix going on there. Yeah, makes yeah. it more interesting, right? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, it, it it it's 
done something cool with, I think, the sound of, of my song released. So I'm pretty excited for, uh, for everyone to get to hear it. So. Great. So let's give people a slice of what Chase Walker is all about. This is Done Loving. Let's check this one out. Done loving, man. Check that one out. So, um, give us give us a story on on writing that song, Chase. What, what was it out all about? What's going on with that song? So that song was um, kind of one of those songs that became more relevant to my situation um, after I'd written it because I wrote it when I had a friend who had been getting cheated on or whatever. Right. Um, and, uh, I've, I've written it, like, not completely following that one particular story, but, you know, inspired from that idea. And, uh, you know, just a few months later, it ends up happening to me, and it's like, oh, interesting. And that's kind of the, the same theme that happens with a lot of my songs, is it ended up becoming more relevant after I write them. But with this one, um... I was pretty excited about it. We had written it after most of the album had been recorded already. Right. Um, and so we, we wanted to take it to a buddy of mine uh, to produce it, who is one of my mentors and longtime friends. It's Gino Mateo, who lives in um, Riverside, California. Is it and, Gino, uh, Gino, did you say? Yes, Gino oh. Mateo. Okay. And... Uh, we took it down to a studio that he works with in Riverside and got it recorded. And, um, yeah. And so that's the history. And the, uh, the keyboard player you actually mentioned, uh, during the last song, the, the keyboard player, um, is actually the keyboard player from deep purple. Really? You got to. Yeah. Nice. So, nice. Yeah. 
Very, uh, yeah. very distinct sound that that, yeah, it, that B3 was jumping into my face. I love the sound yeah. of that thing, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Hey, tell us how you got connected to where you are as a as an artist, as a guitar player first. Like, um, you know, what was the trail that led you to where you are now? Like, who were you listening to guitar-wise growing up, like, that helped you formulate your sound and had the appeal for you? Yeah. Well... Growing up, um, I started out really digging on guys like Steve Ray Vaughan, um, like the classic rock guys like Slash, Jimmy Page, Angus Young, um, as well as all the old blues guys, B.B. King and Albert King, you know. Uh, But I think somewhere along the line, when I started trying to formulate my own sound as far as like with guitar, is I kind of stopped looking at guitar as sort of this separate instrument from, like, everything else, you know? Like, a lot of people look at it as, like, okay, you got the the horns, the flutes, the drums, the bass, keyboards, and all that is in this one section. Right. And then you got guitar, which is, like, its own separate entity. But in in actuality, it's not. You can do the same thing on a saxophone as you can do with a guitar. It's all notes. Yeah. So I stopped looking so heavily at uh, other major guitar players for influence. And I started just listening to as much different kinds of music as I can, you know, to get as many different influences from that music as possible, because every different type of music and every different song is going to impact people in a different way. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, especially as a songwriter, as I try to figure out, no matter what genre it is, it could be you know, uh, noise music, which is, is actually a thing where it's just kind of noise um, without any sort of rhythm. But somehow that has some sort of connection with people. And if you figure out what that connection is with people, then you can use that, that connection in the music that you want to create. Wow, that's, a, that's really so, interesting, yeah. in essence, I started acting more like a songwriter with my guitar playing. Is I just, is instead of, analyzing guitar solos or learning guitar solos or learning guitar riffs i started analyzing what about you know these these melodies and these solos you know impact you know what i mean yeah you know uh it's it's funny uh i remember reading an article about carlos santana this is years and years ago and he did the same thing he he actually said his style was patterned after dion warwick's singing he used yeah. to listen to her singing, and, and she's, you know, she's a very melodic and unusual singer, and he just, like, adopted, I guess, I, I, her phrasing, I guess, or, you know, used that as, a, yeah. as an anchor to start his whole thing, you know, and look where it took him. I yeah. mean, nothing goes in a straight yeah. line, so it's an interesting, yeah. um, it's an interesting concept to view that that way, so that, that's really, really cool. Hey, let, let's give a Red House a shot. Here we go. Check this one out. Red House.
Chase, take us into the studio on that one, Red House. Tell us about uh, uh, recording that. Where did you record it, and who was who was the um, you know who was in on that with production and the band and everything? Yeah, so we recorded that um, down at uh, Pot of Gold Studios in Santa Ana, um, which is actually Real Big Fish's uh, recording studio, or it was. I think they moved it. Um, but yeah, that, that was recorded all with my own band. Um, we started out with the whole uh, acoustic blues theme just because we kind of, we, we didn't know really how to like start the song out, you know, right. yet. Right. So I decided, well, we, we had already come up with this whole cool version of Red House. And it might be even cooler if we did like just another, you know, like old delta a tribute to the old delta blues guys you know yeah um because as much as you know the blues and stuff from the 60s is all great if you go back and listen to guys like robert johnson especially if you listen to the the uh the sound corrected versions of them you can find it on youtube yeah it's 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 absolutely insane yeah level of artistry that they had so i kind of wanted to do kind of a nod to that on here um, as well as, you know, not Jimmy Hendrix and doing our own version of his song. So yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah I, I love the uh, I love the tones and everything you guys got and the energy. So tell us about your rig. What are you playing uh, on that one? So on that one, um, I believe we tracked with a Marshall uh, a Marshall eight hundred head. Right. Um. And uh, that, that was most of the lead for, for the majority of the song. It was a, a Republic uh, metal resonator for that, uh, for that resonator part. And um, just drive pedal. I, I typically, when I'm in the studio, I use the same rig that I use when I'm on tour, unless I have a specific sound that I can't get with my rig. Right. Um, and when I'm on tour, the most I'm ever using is three to four effects pedals. Okay. You know I mean? Right. And that's, and that's stuff that's like drive reverb, a wah pedal, and maybe another effects pedal. And right. That's it. Right. Because I've played with large pedal boards before and they just, they always muck up the sound for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unless you have all boutique pedals, which are expensive. Yeah. And then you, it's more stuff that you get stolen in a venue. Yeah. Um, it just, messes up the sound and it and i end up not really even using them anyways and if i do use them it's just distracting me from putting on a show so yeah simple is better i mean less less complications things go wrong what battery died what cable crapped out it's like the you know myriad of things could go wrong but but yeah I, i dig what you're saying like being a um you know being like a traditionalist and going for you know the pure sound of the amp and the guitar you know with with just a few ancillary pieces in there you know it's like yeah. more you feel more connected i bet you know to your sound oh, yeah. you know yeah giving credit to dave osborne his guitar teacher what a dude not too many guitarists give credit to their teacher and don't forget mom listening to stevie ray Vaughan. right back to my interview with chase after these words do you ever wonder why you were created and what you're here to do then the geography of the soul will help you to find your true place in this world. The music is so inspirational, including tracks such as I Want to Be Loved, 
State of Grace and Ride On. James Kevin O'Connor is an internationally acclaimed singer, songwriter, music producer, entertainment agent, TV star, and a loving father who leads you to find your true place and calms your mind and soul in breathtaking ways. Biography of the Soul Today by James Kevin O'Connor at iTunes, CD Baby, Amazon, JamesKevinO'Connor.com. Geography of the Soul, a beautiful CD that you need to own today by James Kevin O'Connor. Sponsored by the James O'Connor Agency. Any any kind of unusual stories you can tell us about on on stage? Anything went wrong? Anything crazy happened? Anybody set their we've, pants on fire? Yeah, <laughs> you know we've had so much. Um, I'd say one of the weirder ones is we played this Christmas Christmas festival down in uh, downtown Riverside, and we were on stage playing, and all of a sudden this guy in a Santa suit walks up, <laughs> and I figured, okay, maybe this is like the festivals had hired this guy or whatever this is cool whatever we're, we're, we're okay we're chilling and uh all of a sudden security rushes on stage and pulls the guy off i'm like oh well maybe he wasn't invited by the festival the bad santa and then, yeah <laughs> as it turns out the guy had walked up to um my drummer's dad and had asked him was like you can i go up on stage and he was like looked around sure <laughs> and so the guy ended up getting in trouble, but that was that was one of those ones I was like, all right. <laughs> yeah, you weren't ready for that one, huh? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me just tell some of the people about some of the things you guys have, um, you know, what, what you've been doing lately. Um, you know, your 2016 album, Not Quite Legal, was nominated for Best Blues Album of the Year and Song of the Year by the International Independent Music Awards, the IMAs, joining past nominees Coco Taylor, Walter Trout, Selwyn Birchwood, and Jeff Healy. Man, not some shabby company there to be uh, hanging with. Um, Chase Walker also appeared on NBC's The Voice in 2016, has been highlighted in Guitar World magazine, Guitar Player magazine, and UltimateGuitar.com as the next big thing. You don't want to miss the Chase Walker band. So did you think this was going to happen to you um, when you first started out on this path? Did you think you were going to, you know, have this level of success so, so quickly? Well, you know, it's, it's, it's been pretty quick in the grand scheme of things, but it doesn't feel, I guess, like it's been real quick, except for maybe a few times when I kind of look back and I realize that I've only been playing guitar for about eight years now. Right. That's um, a really short time for, yeah. the, for the skills you've mastered, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's been, I mean, it's been a lot of work. We haven't had, like, we haven't had a whole lot of things like the voice and that sort of thing where they're just like all of a sudden we get a huge jump in our successor. Like yeah. Like it's definitely been a grind for the majority of, of what we've been doing, man. But um, no, if, if you'd asked me when I started out playing, you know, where I'd be in like five years, I'd probably told you playing in the bedroom. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but uh, yeah. Bedroom, as as, bedroom's you know, good because you obviously you love to play guitar, or you wouldn't yeah. you wouldn't have this this level of skill on it. Um, but you know, playing in the bedroom versus uh, festival, I think the festival wins every time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. Hey, you guys you did, um, yeah, you guys did a video uh, as a tribute to uh, Greg Allman. So we're gonna play that right now. Here it is. Check this one out, everybody. I'm sure as you've all have heard that Greg Allman recently passed away. We'd like to do a little, uh, little tribute of our own to him. Tell me what you kept me waiting Two or three hours 
Tribute to Greg Ullman. So uh, tell us a story on that. Like, uh, you know, tell us about the track, the song title, and, you know, what was what was the reason for selecting that track? Um, You know, that was a track that I think uh, Greg had actually brought in and wanted to do was uh, Don't Keep Me Wondering, man. Um, I'd actually never really even heard the song before, but uh, we when we were setting up our set for this for this tour, we had planned out um, a certain number of originals and a certain number of covers to learn. Right. Because when you're playing, when you're playing certain gigs, you know, certain bars, you know, that sort of thing, you you, you want to do more covers so that you're going to make more money. Right. Basically. Yeah. And you save the originals for shows that are like at festivals and that sort of thing. Yeah. Right. So he, so I told the band just kind of bring him, uh, you know this number of covers that you like and uh we, we can learn them yeah and that was one of them and uh so yeah it's definitely a killer song and, yeah great performance yeah. man on that and Thank uh very much. yeah it's it's very it's very cool that you did that for uh you know the guy was what a legend um you know what did he do like six decades of songwriting uh, at yeah. least i think you know they yeah. just their history back in the 70s i remember charlie daniels was up and coming and he said about the almonds. He said, he said when I first heard those guys, he said I could not believe what they were doing and the execution of that music. He said, you know, it was just something out of, you know, no one had ever come close to doing what they were doing. You know, oh, yeah. and, and a lot uh, of little nuances. Yeah, like just just the whole guitar arrangements and the playing and just you know everything combined. It was just an amazing, amazing story. So, um, did you did you ha- ha- listen to a lot of almonds like when you're growing up in your career? Just you know, revo- you know, revolve back and listen to some of those classics. Oh yeah, yeah, man. I I I, I dig on all genres of music for the most part. Um, there's there's a few that I don't like, but. You know, all of those old classic uh, 60s rock guys, Leonard Skinner, the Almond Brothers, um, 
guys like the band, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Like it, that, that right there is really my wheelhouse of music, you know? Right. And then right. everything else is what I'm discovering. So. Yeah. Well, that's a cool thing. You've got, you know, today in 2017, we have like, what is it, seven or eight decades of music? I mean, you can go back further than that if you want, but, but um, you know, it's just such a rich history of things to delve into and say, wow, listen to what's going on there, you know? It's really amazing. Yeah. So, so what are you excited about next, um, you know, as you're coming into like this last leg of your touring um, you know, what are you guys looking at that's like really hot on your radar that you're looking forward to? Uh, right now I'm looking forward to, we're playing in, uh, the, the Arcadia Blues Club down in LA. Uh-huh. Then playing the Biscuits and Blues out in San Francisco, which is going to be a good show. I played there a few times. Yeah. Um, so those would be really cool. And then we got the Banana Festival after that in Sacramento and, uh, that's, that's the end of our tour, man. Then we go back out to Nashville to go to college. So, so it's all I mean, Cali. Yeah, for the it's all Cali, man. Yeah, it's Good. all it's all uh, downhill from here. <laughs> <laughs> San Francisco is awesome. I was out there yeah. last spring. Yeah, I really enjoyed it out there. So, so tell us about what you, what are you doing in school right now? Like, um, what are you focusing on? And you know, what's your major? What are you What are you doing these days in school? Yeah, so I go, I, I go to Belmont University. Um, I'm a double major for songwriting and music business, uh-huh. um, and I'm going to be entering my sophomore year this uh, next semester. So, awesome, awesome, yeah. great choices. By the way, putting yeah. the, putting the business yeah. in there, it's like. Um, oh, yeah. You know, nowadays, especially, um, you know, you've already got like kind of like your your machine out there rolling. You know, you've got your business machine rolling. So. Uh, now more so than ever, I think is the time to be an indie artist and take advantage of all the things you can do for yourself, you know, which is really, really amazing with, with the technology we've surrounded ourselves with. Yeah. You know? definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So give us a, give us a look into your songwriting process, Chase, when you're, um, when you're coming up with new material, like what, what's the best zone for you to be in? Uh, do you schedule your writing or is it just like, yeah, the muse the muses showed up today and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna riff and write something down. How do you come up with your music? Well, I'll schedule my writing if I have something that I need to write, you know, in a specific time frame. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um I've my schedule's been too hectic and busy in these last few months to really have a specific schedule for just writing songs to write. Right. Um but, you know, for the most part, if I'm sitting down to write something, um, it's, it's either because I have something that has either come to me or because I know what I want to write about. Right. Um, for instance, I have a country artist who I'm going to write a couple songs for, I think, tomorrow. Um, and I know that, like, okay, they're going to want this kind of song with this kind of topic with these kind of lyrics basically with it you know what i mean yeah um and so with that songwriting really is all just a matter of putting pieces together you know yeah it's kind of like if anyone if anyone's ever written the closest thing i can compare it to is probably like essay writing you know what i mean yeah taking your writing class because it's it's all the same kind of outlining and formatting and you know putting it putting the right things in the right places you know what i mean yeah What's your, um, any favorite time of day to write for you? You know, I find that a lot of, a lot of my creativity comes out late at night. You know what I mean? Yeah. As I think when, when you, when your brain is tired, it stops itself from being, uh, self-conscious of, of ideas. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everybody has their sweet spot, you know, I find more people are late night owls in the songwriting i'm the opposite i'm like real early like i get, love to get up early and i'm so fresh and my mind just works that way well i mean not that i can't write in the evening or any time i think we can all do that when when it, we yeah. can hit with it but but i think you i think you play to your strengths especially if you're writing an album or something it's like you know yeah. when, when i had that going on it's like okay i know when i'm my best so i'm going to schedule 30 to 90 minutes every morning and Every morning, I'll either get something, or maybe I just got a line today or, or a melody, but but it'll go in the book, you know, it'll go on, yeah. uh, it'll get recorded yeah, in some sure. way, you know. Hey, when you're yeah. doing like your um, 
your demos. Tell me about your process for just laying your stuff down. Do you just like do an iPhone thing? Do you use a, a, a Pro Tools or Logic or like how do you you know like say okay I got a, like two or three songs I want to just demo these before I even present them to the band. How do you, how do you yeah. do that? Well, you know if, if if I got like a new song that I've written and I want to make a, a recording just for people to be able to hear the song, you know, right? There are plenty of iPhone apps at this point that will record just as well as, as some of the apps that you can get on your computer to record, yeah. man. Right. At, at the very least, better than GarageBand. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah, if I'm, if I'm trying to make an acoustic recording, I have this app right here that's called, I, I don't want to, I don't want to advertise for them or anything, but it is a good app. It's called Music Studio, and it's just a multi-recording app, you know, that lets you save and wave files and all that. Music because, Studio? Yeah, Music Studio. Oh, cool, cool. And um, it just, it, it allows you, to, it allows me to pretty much do everything I need to do with Pro Tools, you know, because yeah. I, that's what I used to record with in my dorm room is I'd hook up Pro Tools and I had a microphone and everything, but like with this, if you, as long as you have, you know, a good set of headphones and your phone mic, you know, available. Yeah. You can get pretty dang good recording quality. When you say your phone mic, are you using the actual mic that's built into the phone itself? Is that what you're... Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah you yeah. know, that's that's a cool deal. I mean, uh, I've been doing that for years with uh, just the iPhone, like making notes while I'm driving in the car. It's like it's filled yeah. up with tons of stuff, you know. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah. there's nothing better than that as far as just having the immediacy of yeah i just i just need to get the idea down and uh because otherwise it's right. it, it's gone to who yeah. knows when hey Definitely. what do you say it's time to play new state of mind here we go chase walker band
is gone Desperate times call for desperate men Guided by a shaky hand Just one shot and I'm moving on I was a man with regrets I was poor but I did my best Life was so Mind. That was pretty awesome, man. How did you uh, get the um, inclination to write that one, Chase? That one, um, that, so I've written two songs on that album about uh, law enforcement um, and everything that was going on in the news in this last year. Right. Okay. And uh, that one I'd written after everything had already kind of blown up because the first one I had written before and was more inspired by stuff that I'd seen and then everything blew up. And so that one I'd kind of, I'd been watching the news and I'd kind of thought about, you know, it wouldn't be a cool perspective, you know, to, to, okay. So music is a very good platform to project ideas on because as a species, we tend to connect with things more when they rhyme. When you have a phrase that rhymes, you're going to connect with it more than a phrase that doesn't rhyme, even if it says the same thing. Right. So basically, I decided, you know, I have this point of view on the topic. So why don't I give, you know, maybe some some people uh, a perspective of what, you know, of, of a side they're not being able to see currently with this idea of the perspective from the uh, either, you know, whoever's point of view who's being um, stopped by a police officer and not wanting to be shot, you know what I mean? Right. Because it's oftentimes it's easy to just kind of throw people to the wayside and, and say that they're, you know, thugs or criminals and stuff like that, but you don't understand that they're all actually people. Yeah. Know? So... Yeah, basically. <laughs> awesome, man. Great, great. Really love it. Love the title and great song. Yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, tell me about social media. What is your um, What is your favorite jam on social media? What do you stay with? Uh, for the most part, my social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, um, on Instagram. You know, that's that's what that's what we're most up on right now. Right. You stay with those three. Yep. Yeah, cool. That's a smart move. You know, getting caught up yeah. in all of it is is a little crazy. You know, it's too much out oh, there yeah. right now. Yeah. 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 All right, man. Well, listen, we're we're wrapping up now, so uh, I want to just thank you so much, Chase Walker, for being here on the Dharmic Evolution, man. Uh, awesome music. I love what you're doing, and um, you know, you know, keep keep it up with the touring and everything. And and next time I'm in Nashville, I'll definitely be looking you up, man. We'll go out and get a cup of coffee or a beer or something. Love to just, Absolutely. you know, do a little masterminding together and, and, uh, see what you're up to. So, uh, you know, sure, Chase man. Walker, thanks so much for being a part of the Dharmic evolution. Thank you. There is a brand new musical act out on the airwaves called mercy. It's spiritual. It's the truth unleashed with scripture delivered by chaplain Christine Mercy, along with drums, guitars, pianos, violins. Behold, it's the brand new album from Mercy, titled I Am Victorious. I'm going home, back to the throne. Victorious, it's glorious. I've many rooms in my father's house for all of us. It's glorious. Learn to trust in his name. Just recorded in the Music City on the world-famous Music Row in Nashville, Tennessee. Download the album or pick up the actual CD copy of I Am Victorious right now on iTunes, Amazon, and CD Baby. And keep your eyes and ears open for the live performance tour of Mercy coming soon. This message is sponsored by the James O'Connor Agency. Dunlovin. Red House, Don't Call Me Tonight, and New State of Mind. Touring all over California, but heading back to school in Nashville in September. 
Handling a double major in songwriting and music business, Chase will be part of the leadership of this new music business. Hey, if you have not yet, you should head over to the James O'Connor Agency. If you have not visited this site, you've got to check it out. A lot of artists around the world are starting to check in, take advantage of all the things this agency is offering them. No matter where you are in your career, we've got your back. Check out our copper plan on the site. Your brand in a 30-second TV and radio commercial broadcast for one month on three to five TV and radio stations run at the same time with a good frequency, one to seven days per week. This package is for local TV and radio stations, and we will broadcast your brand and your message up to 125,000 people in your area. Hey, here's another one. Do you need funding for your next album project? Well, go to thejamesoconnoragency.com. Let us connect you to the how to get funded. It's easier than you think. Find out what we do for singer-songwriters, musical artists, as well as authors, speakers, and thought leaders. We also want to encourage you to visit dharmicevolution.com. Check out your show and blog profile right now. If you've been on the show, you're now on the site. Chase is up on the site, and people all around the world are logging in to see and hear all about Chase Walker and his music. That's it for me today. I'm your host for the Dharmic Evolution, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, master storyteller, and international talent agent. So until the next time when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you on TV. I remember where I was The first time that I heard your voice Do you remember where you were The first time that you made that choice You're my favorite song You've been stuck in my heart for such a long, long Yellow stilettos